Well, hello and welcome to the Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast with myself, Joe Oberly, VikingsTerritory.com and PurplePTSD.com and Mark Craig from the Star Tribune and StarTribune.com. We're here to recap that disgusting game yesterday. I was, well, I wasn't disgusting, but it was bad. Vikings, you know, they, they, they put up a blueprint on how to lose a game. Three turnovers to none. Uh, make a, a lineup off sides and give the, the team four extra points, two, three and outs down in the fourth quarter, uh, other special means teams mistakes, and then not making any semblance of halftime adjustments and getting out coached because the other team did. That was bad. Do you think, Mark, possibly this team should have played a little bit of their starters in the preseason? Yeah, I mean, I, that was – I was joking about that, you know, in the second half or, you know, at some point I was like, you know, uh, boy, it looks like a team that hadn't didn't play any in the preseason. But, you know, now we have one uh, example maybe on both sides. You know, the Packers yep. last year was the perfect, you know, they came out with uh, with energy, the turnovers, uh, takeaways. Um, you know, uh, the thing that was similar to last year, Jefferson was, at least in the first half, um, he was coming free and they were getting the ball to him and then wide just, open disappeared in the second half of course they barely had the ball in the second half so uh the other thing i would add to your little uh your your obituary there to lead off would be the fact they couldn't run the ball you know that that was an off-season point of emphasis and uh you know that's a hard team to run against because of the first of all the 360 pound nose tackle vita vea and then they also line up over the guards as well so they really were you know uh, keeping them from running the ball, but uh, it was uh, actually pretty amazing that they had, with the three turnovers, they, they were you know only tied, and uh, it was a winnable game against a, an inferior opponent that they should have won at home. Uh, don't tell Kirk Cousins that they couldn't run the ball. He thought Alexander Madison did great. I just listened to his post-game re- remarks. He goes, oh, he ran hard. He ran hard. And he did on he did run hard, and he made a great play on his touchdown run where he was stopped and then, uh, you know, broke a tackle and st- got into the end zone, but it was only a five-yard deal. Well, that was but, a pass. I mean, that was a pass. I mean, that oh, was my God, pass. that was a pass. Well, then uh, it wasn't it, you know, he ran uh, first play of the game was like exactly how they would want to, they want to play. It was, a, it was a quick hitter right at the middle with their power guy. Uh, he gets seven, he gets uh, eight yards, I believe, on the first play of the game, first offensive play of the game. And then after that, he ran 10 times for 26 yards. So, yeah, he was running hard, but he was running hard just to get back to the line of scrimmage. And, and, you know, that, that all of a sudden goes back to last year uh, when uh, Dalvin Cook got tackled behind the line so many times. Uh, it's, it's, it's the offensive line, isn't it? I mean, there's some problems there. They're just not opening holes for, for these guys, and they certainly weren't protecting Kirk in the first half either. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Bradbury gets hurt uh, in like seven snaps into the game for five-minute mark, and, and he's out. Schlotman came in. I think the communication was good. I just think, you know, there is a big problem at right guard right now with Ed Ingram. Ed is one of the, you know, friendliest guys you ever meet and talk, you know, one of my stories uh, focused a lot on him and it kind of hurts you to go up to a guy and just basically say, you know, what happened this time? What happened here? Um, and I give him credit, you know, he, he stood up and was talking and everything. I do feel they did. They did some good things. I mean, I, I mean, it wasn't completely all awful because, those uh, 42 yards, 30 yards, 25 yards to Jefferson's, you know, pockets clean in the front. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some of the longer ones to the 39 yard touchdown, there's, there's room in the pocket for that. So it's, it wasn't a total whiff, but man, you know, uh, he's, he knocks the ball out of Kirk's hands, to, you know, trying to block down on the center uh, or the nose tackle. And, you know, oh, but he didn't I, step on his foot this time at least. That was, huh? that was the lead of my story was actually, well, at least this, he didn't step on Kirk's it was probably a little mean but as as i read it but um it's true it's like the the goofiest stuff in the world happens to this guy you know uh, that i mean you see where quarterbacks occasionally get you know tripped up by the center you know putting the foot back but a scene where the guard came back immediately and knocked the ball out of uh, the quarterback's hands he also you know uh, gave up a sack um and two tackles for loss. Well, one, one for sure tackle for loss on Chandler. Um, the, the at the goal line when it was first and goal, 
I've, you know, when I'm looking back at it with more time this morning to look at it, I think that uh, you know, the, the Schlotman needs to block back as because as as, uh, as Ingram is pulling it to lead the way into the hole on the left side. Uh, but still, just uh, Ingram is um, right now. I just he's he's not good enough. And I think Blake Brandle, they, they talk up Blake Brandle a lot. They also talk up Ed as, a lot as well. But I think it's time to take a look at Blake. Maybe not this week on a short week, but. You know, someone can do better, or at least try to see if someone could do better at right guard because uh, they, they need more there. Do you think? I mean, there's all kinds of stuff uh, online this morning about the Vikings should be in looking at Dalton Reisner, uh, former Broncos right guard, uh, can play both guards actually. That, that, that he's out there, he's a free agent, hasn't been signed. Do they all of a sudden bring a guy like that in? You know, a veteran, he is a former starter, you know, it's for the Broncos, you know, they haven't played well lately but uh um do they just need more depth there in case you know uh i, I don't know i mean ingram is you know i he was the 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 worst culprit yesterday would you say along the line he's the reason that uh uh so many things happened yesterday and they suffered yeah he was he was definitely the biggest uh, the biggest issue just um yeah i mean he's the biggest issue that reisner is a guy that they brought in looked at my guess is he wanted too much money and they couldn't right do an agreement or whatever. Um, there, there's clearly, you know, that they went, they went in uh, when they brought this guy in to look at him, you know, the idea is, you know, you bring him in for, they're not bringing him in to replace Cleveland. They're bringing him in for that reason. And Blake Brandle, they also move, you know, basically from swing tackle, uh, which is what he was doing before to playing him primarily at guard, had him working in both left and right guard, but, um, you know, there's some thoughts about, you know, replacing Ed with him. Uh, but, you know, I, at this point, uh, they've, they've made their decision on Reisner, and, but I, you know, I would revisit it. I would, I would look at whatever it would take to let, let's play better there. Um, was, you know, was, he the, was he the blame for the – If a guy is not up to the, the ability to play that position at this point after now 19 games – I don't know. I, mean, I would look around. I would. I would tinker with something for sure. Is was was it his uh, guy that uh, got the? I mean, we know that uh, he, he knocked the ball out of Kurt for the first fumble, first turnover. Uh, was it the the st- sack strip strip sack? Was that on him or was no? That was uh, that was Winfield coming off the edge. Was it that that didn't? Well, come it was Winfield coming over the right side, and, and I, you know, the, he had. Winfield and Ed had the same amount of strip sacks in the game. So if you want to go with that, uh, <laughs> um, no, they over, they, they showed, uh, they, they showed, I mean, they, they, they sort of like the Vikings were doing in the first half, especially, you know, showing a lot, maybe not rushing as many. Well, they, they showed six or seven and they rushed, uh, they rushed the, they rushed the linebacker, they rushed Winfield. You know, if I, if I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not the Gary Kubiak or, or an offensive coordinator or Sean McVay, but my feeling is, you know, Kirk probably has to throw hot there, but mm-hmm. I don't think Kirk ever saw the guy. I don't think he ever saw him. You know, uh, you know, a lot of things could have maybe happened a little differently there. You know, uh, I felt that that um, Ingram turns inside a little too much and gives up a little too much space. You know, O'Neal is taking his guy to the outside, and and that guy's going on the outside to create space for Winfield to come through. C.J. Ham, there's a split second where C.J. Ham is, I think he sees uh, Winfield, but he has to he has to block the linebacker 45, and that leaves Winfield a straight shot. Now, in a situation like that, when they overload and there's an extra blocker, uh, or they're showing seven at the start, and then maybe they rush six, so they do have an extra blocker, but uh, it doesn't work out exactly the way that they that they had hoped. I think that's where Kirk is supposed to, you know, get rid of it quickly. But I don't think Kirk saw it. So, mm. um, speaking so of Kirk, sees the pre-snap look, but you know, they they also disguised it as well. But so yeah. I don't put that one necessarily uh, on, on Ingram uh, entirely. Now the first, the other one, I he just got pushed back, and then he got disposed of, and, yeah. <laughs> and the guy went and got Kirk. Uh, the, the Bucks blitz. I saw Kevin Seifert put this out. So they they, they blitz forty seven percent of the time, the highest rate of any any team this weekend. Uh, and the Vikes were the second highest at like forty two percent. 
So are there are they going to see that every week? Is that now the new new blueprint to to beat this team? Because we're not going to be a they're not a big rushing team, uh, so they're going to be passing more. So so pin your ears back and go after Kirk Cousins. Well, Thursday night you're going to see that for sure. I mean, forty seven percent might be uh, low. Well, taking the foot off the gas a little. Uh, they're going to target the interior of that offensive line and right guard especially. And they're going to go after it, and that's just uh, you know it's until you stop it, they're going to come after it. You know, uh, it's going to be blood in the water there, and um, you know now Bradbury's not going to play on Thursday. I mean they haven't said that, but he he's, he you know, he suffers a, a back injury, which was his injury last year, and they got four four ga- days before they play the next game. So you know the, yeah, teams are going to be coming after him up the middle, uh, and you know I, I don't you know forty two percent for the Vikings. I don't know. I was just kind of looking at what they did on third and long. Mm-hmm. Uh, they showed a lot of times, especially, in, I mean, they had the, the place was going crazy uh, and they were showing seven people, you know, milling around the line, which I really liked. It was very confusing for Baker Mayfield in the first, first half. First half. Sometimes they dropped back. They, they, they only rushed three. Uh, and what changed in the second half is they made an adjustment. They came out of their first couple third downs and third and long. It's a quick throw, a quick, quick, quick throw. And then um, Pat Jones jumps off sides on third and eight. That changes a lot of things because then they got they converted their first third down on third and two. And then Baker seemed to get in a rhythm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was uh, – I saw that in your five points. I saw another one of your five points I want to point out here is uh, Jay Ward's offense lines up off – offsides on a on a on a field goal that they kicked through and put three points on the board as a result they uh they they take the penalty and then they go in and score so it basically gives them four extra points that they they won by three uh you said in your in your piece that uh ward said he was told he was onside what what from by who well, uh, I don't know if you read it on if you read it on print, in print. Uh, hopefully you read it online because on print they they butchered the, the, the oh I read it I read it in print. Okay, yeah, they they butchered the uh, it's a well, it's a newspaper issue. Um, but the side judge um, he looks over he said I got the thumbs up from him, um, and then he lined up and he said and then he makes he makes the, the field goal and he looks back and he says he's offside so. How, how um, by the same guy? How does that work? I mean, how, how can you t- say, "Hey, you're onside"? <laughs> no, you're offside. Well that's, well, that's yeah, that's what point. And uh, uh, it was kind of funny because as I'm talking to him, he read the online version. You can get this part as well. But uh, Najee Thompson is in the corner, kind of like going, "Oh, your first NFL game, criticizing the referee. You're going to get fined your first game." And uh, and Jay Ward said, uh, "He goes, I, I'm not criticizing. I'm just telling telling you what happened." And so, I don't know. I mean, maybe he his thumbs up was uh, maybe he misinterpreted. He, obviously, he misinterpreted something because I don't think, uh, despite what Vikings fans might think, sometimes I don't think the officials are are, are every play trying to think of how they're going to screw the Vikings. Well, I think this is clearly an uh, uh, example of that, but I, I wouldn't expect anything less from a guy from Cleveland. Uh, you know, uh, two, three, and outs in the fourth quarter. Let, let, let's talk to this. Let's all, kind of, let's all kind of comes together. They have they run up and down the field in the first half on offense, and you know you know they put up like 300 yards of offense, and then maybe like 40 in the second half. They uh, you know the, obviously the the turnovers uh, you know destruct those drives, self destruct. But uh, are, are there no adjustments? They come out, and all of a sudden you know there's they go from eight eight uh, possessions in the first half to three in the second. My goodness, what the hell? What's going on there? Did the Vikings just say, okay, we're good. We just got to not turn it over and we're good to go. They don't make any adjustments, but the other team does and cleans your clock. I'm well, sure. you know, what happens is, uh, you know, going back to Jay Ward's off, I mean, there's only so many, so much time and a half. Okay. And so Jay Ward's jumps off sides. That true. gives them how many more plays. They, yep. they, they not only get four more points, but they get, that was a, that was a nine minute drive, 16 plays, nine minute drive. There were only each team only held the ball once in the third quarter. You know the Vikings went from in the first uh, in the first half they had um, uh, I don't have, I can't see it here eight drives. Yeah, but I mean at the time of possession in this in the second half. Okay, here it is. Uh, so 
First half, the Vikings had 41 plays, 22 in the second half. Time of possession, uh, second half, uh, the, the Vikings had um, – or no, the second half, yeah. Tampa Bay has the ball for 20 minutes. Vikings had it for 9.57. I mean, wow. um, you know, Jefferson that finishes the first half with, you know, seven catches, 138 yards. He only has two catches in the second in the second half. Uh, granted, they should have gone to him more, and there's one that I'll bring up later, but um, they just didn't have the ball. And part of it is that, you know, the def- you know, I think Tampa Bay got in a rhythm. You know, Baker Mayfield, I, I was, people were like, how can you lose to Baker Mayfield? How can you lose to Baker Mayfield? I'm like, Baker Mayfield is not like a, I mean, he's not, he's quarterback, but he's also, he's like a cockroach. I mean, when, when the world ends, there's going to be cockroaches and Baker Mayfield still standing because this guy's feisty. He's, he's ornery. He doesn't give up. He's tough. Yeah. And those two third down, uh, he, the first downs that he gets run into the sideline. I mean, that is big plays. That's not Tom Brady sitting there tearing apart a defense with his eyes. That's just sheer will. Right. So um, they gave him a crack by by turning the ball over three times, and he took advantage of it, and he beat him by three points. So, um, you know that's that's a, that's the thing where you know he's able to extend and 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 keep the Vikings and Justin Jefferson, the best player on the field, off the field, and that's how you win a game. It's complimentary yeah, they, football. Did they start, you know, uh, passing less and running more just to run clock, and and they were successful at it, or what did what did what was their adjustment that they made? Their biggest adjustment, which should have been done in the first half, frankly, was uh, the first third, first couple, two or three third and longs. It's a quick throw. I mean, he negated the pass rush because they had they had an outlet for him to throw to quickly. Uh, it was a quick quick slant. Uh, and then toward the end, uh, Makai Blackman being one on, you know, kind of one on one with, with, uh, with Goodwin, uh, Godwin, uh, really, especially that last completion on uh, that's like a yeah. third, and, third and eleven or whatever. That's I mean, nice. it's third and eleven, and and I grant you play back, you play soft a little bit, but whenever they he catches that ball, Blackman is five yards past the down on a third and ten play. And I think, you know, and then Harrison Smith is kind of coming up and, and here's the corner way back behind the, the sticks. And that's like, whoa, I know you're protecting first down in that situation, but look, you, you don't go five yards past the stick. So that's a rookie mistake there. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just a combination. But at the start, you know, they get in the rhythm uh, by throwing quicker, throwing faster, you know, negating you know, Daniil Hunter, who I thought played a really good game. Um and and the confusion of you know, like who are we going to block? It was like, well, we're going to throw it before we have to worry about all that stuff. Uh, that's the adjustment that they made, and it, it worked. It got Baker in a rhythm, kept the Vikings off the field, throw in a couple Baker runs, um, and some rookies mistakes on coverage, and that's a ball game. Where where, where are the Vikings adjustments? Well, yeah, that's a good question. It's um, the adjustments uh, should have been made offensively. Those mm-hmm. two three and outs, and I don't want to put it all at the feet of Kirk Cousins, but you know, Kirk Cousins is a top ten quarterback. You know, is he ten A or ten B? With whenever we do these rankings, I always have him stuck with Dak somewhere in there. Um, but he is he's he's a he's a veteran quarterback who sh- should be stepping up in those moments, and he does sometimes. But other times we have like yesterday where um, it's like, you know, he got happy feet a little bit on that one, one play on third uh, three and out. Um, But also there was uh, maybe O'Connell can call some better plays on first down where there's not, I mean, it wasn't executed very well, but that one, the one pass to uh, the one pass to, to Hawkinson where he gets his helmet blasted off his head behind the line of scrimmage is like, okay, I understand that Oliver, should have, you know, blocked down, or I think that's the play where Oliver should have blocked down. Um, you know, but it's like, let the play develop a little bit. If you're going to run a screen, have the guy out a little bit and 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 away from the, all the traffic, right. or you let the play develop and, and Jefferson is open 10 yards down the field, but Jefferson yeah. looks like he's already in blocking mode because, so that maybe that play design could have been better. There was, there was a couple times that I saw that Jefferson was open or somebody else was open. Even Kirk admitted uh, on the interception that he threw to KJ 
at the end zone, he said, I had Addison wide open underneath, you know, in, you know, who could have got the first down. So instead he, he throws the one down deep and gets it picked off and threw it a little bit behind him just to keep him away from the safety coming over. That's fine. That's all fine and good. But I just don't, he doesn't see the, you know, when, when the rush is on, he, he saw, he gets a little myopic. And uh, there were several times there was one they showed on camera where, Justin just going like this, you know, he's wide open, puts his arm up after, after the play's gone and gets blown up. It, it it's, it's part of that. I mean, Kirk had a decent game stat wise, but uh, he made some mistakes too that contributed to this loss. Right. Yeah. I mean, statistically, this is what, you know, people, you know, in a few weeks from now, but yeah, Kirk Cousins threw for 350 yards and he did this, right. he did that. Um, but yeah, there, there, there's those three and out moments, and we've talked about this for oh, killed it, about these moments where, and going back to the Zimmer's last year, we were like, okay, yeah, the defense did this, but the offense also. I mean, that uh, the the defense uh, in the early fourth quarter when they had that stop, it was a stop where they showed four and they brought Harrison Smith and they brought uh, uh, Jordan Hicks you know, or a rush. And Baker Mayfield had to, I think he either ran or he, he was incomplete. So that's a great stop by a, you know, the defense that in the, in the philosophy that we we all wanted, you know, it's a, uh, it's a pressure stop, you know, hats off. And then, but then the offense gets the ball. Okay. First play. It's uh, that's the one where uh, Oliver doesn't block the edge rusher. Kirk has, um, he has to throw the, well, that's when he throws to, um, I think, to uh, Hawkinson, and they get the, the sack. So it's third, it's, th- it's second and thirteen. He holds on the ball. I think he held on to the ball too long. Yeah. And then third and seven is when he throws. I mean, I guess you could say KJ Osborne needs to catch it, but man, that was a rifle. Maybe Kirk should should lay off his uh, personal trainer a little bit because that ball was moving faster than he's probably ever thrown one, and it and it was a little bit high, and it went. I you know it's so hard to see on the replay. It was, just, you got it. It goes through his, his hands. So, um, you know, that, you know, a little bit better touch there. And then, you know, they get the, um, the, the defense does hold them to a 57 yard field goal, which uh, McLaughlin makes, and that's a career long for him. So now they're down three. So the defense did kind of hold, you know, and it's a long yep. field goal attempt. Absolutely. You, get, um, you know, I, you throw into Hawkinson. He, it looks like he's impatient. Uh, and then the third and eight, you know, fast forward to the to the to the important stuff. That third, you know, Davis makes that great pass defense on the on the sideline against Addison. That's mm-hmm. Outstanding, reaches out, dives. Yeah. But if you look at that play, and he has time to throw that play, he has time to make that throw. If you look at that play, Jefferson is coming open just in the inside. He is coming open, and I swear, if he makes one move, it's a touchdown. Uh, the safety is paying attention to that side of the ball. They're looking at Jefferson, but he's far enough away. That Jefferson makes one move, and he's gone. So it, I'm trying to think. Kirk has time in that situation. Yep, he did. He, Why he, doesn't he hit that? You know, I, I bad choice. Yeah. You know, he uh, he also uh, had at least two balls thrown to Jefferson that were way up here, and and others that were were not good passes that Jefferson caught and brought in that were thanks to him rather than Kirk. So Kirk did not have the best game and might have led to his sour attitude on uh, the post game. He was short with his answers and a little little crabby, a little grumpy, and which I understand. He probably wanted to win the game. But uh, um, usually Kurt's in a pretty good mood, but I don't think he would say that he had his no, best no. answer. And, and Kirk, yeah, we, all, we all know his personality. He'd be the first one to admit you know, that he mm-hmm. needed to play better. Yeah, it's it, it's too bad. I mean, the, the, there was there was blame to go all around. And I got to throw one more special teams. They they gave up a a, a timeout at, near the end of the game because there was confusion on special teams. So there was now you know, I'll, I'll talk about the defense in the next segment. But there was uh, there was a lot of blame to go around here, and I and I'll, was, say, I'll I'll say again, should they have played in the preseason? You're gonna hear that. That's one. that's Lewis seeing that that's. that's- Coming off the field, that's your number one draft pick from a year ago, who's not, who's not playing, you know, on defense. I mean, they're now using basically three safeties. I mean, Josh Metellus, I'd like to see a snap count, but Josh Metellus might have played the whole game. 
Yeah. And, and so now your 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 number one draft pick from last year is not only cracking your top three, he's costing you a, a huge uh, timeout when they couldn't they needed it. I mean that game ended so oddly, didn't it? it? Was like there's two minutes left to get one first down, and you're kneeling down with a minute fifty six left, and and the game's over. It's like you know that that shouldn't happen. I'm going to say for the record right now, here now, Mark, you know, because you like to bring that up. I don't care when Scene was drafted. If he's not good enough, he doesn't play. I don't care when Metellus was drafted. Get him in there. I mean, they were asking uh, KOC yesterday about uh, Ivan Pace getting all this over Azamoa, you know, because I I applaud them. Play the guy who can play, you know. (laughs) I applaud them as well for doing that. What I don't applaud is the fact that what they they traded Joe? They traded down twenty spots and took this guy with it with that. That's an off season discussion. The hell with it. What I'm what I'm saying is that you you I mean do what I, I watch on Thursday night and I'm seeing Detroit's uh, number one draft linebacker playing a hell of a game. Everyone made fun of him for drafting a linebacker in the first round. I see the running back looking like the fastest guy in the league, and it's like everybody made fun of him for taking a, a running back in the first round. Oh, they're old fashioned. They're this. They're that. And their draft picks are freaking crushing it, and and you got to crush it with those top draft picks, you know. And so yeah, I applaud them if they're playing the best players, but find better players for the first round. No, no doubt. I I'll agree with that last statement. And uh, so I, obviously, Quasi's uh, uh, on your short list here. He's got he's got to improve quickly, or Mark's gonna get him out of here. But Jordan Addison will help him, man. So let's put it that way. But. Yes, he will. Well, on that note, we'll take a quick break. We went overtime on this segment because there's lots of bad to talk about. We'll try to talk some good in the next segment and maybe have some ugly prayer a little bit later. Uh, come on back. Uh, Mark and I are talking about it all on uh, uh, Vikings Territory Breakdown. And welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown. I'm in such a good, better mood now than I was in the first segment after we diagnosed all the problems from that loss. The, the first segment wasn't the ugly? You said we did all that? We did 26 minutes on that, and that wasn't the ugly? Holy that was, crap. That was bad. That I'm, was bad. I'm afraid of what's, what the ugly is going to do. <laughs> well, so now we'll, we'll talk about the good. There were some good things, and it's got to start with a guy we did uh, talk about in the first segment uh justin jefferson he, he really is uh tough to guard i mean that that's a good defense back there they got antoine winfield and some other uh people in the secondary that can play the game and he still had nine catches for 150 yards sometimes he was wide open you know which i didn't understand and but the biggest the biggest thing the hardest thing to understand is where did he go in the second half do you think it was because of kirk not seeing him or was it because uh, they doubled him, and he wasn't as open. Kirk not taking the chance. I, I mean, what? Wh- why did? Why did he just disappear in the second half? Well, number the one reason he disappeared is they didn't have the ball. They didn't have the ball very much. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, you have to have the ball in order to do that. Uh, and the the other part um, is, you know, Kirk. At least, you know, like that third down I'm talking about. That you, you know, Kirk that didn't throw it to him. You know, so he can only do what what you can do. Uh, to you know. And, and going back to the good part is uh, Addison's touchdown, you know, uh, Jefferson gets a nice assist on that because Jefferson runs down, he turns, he turns left, Addison keeps going, uh, two guys go with, with the Je- so that's a great, you know, great play design using the best player in the league or best receiver in the league as a, I guess, a decoy. And the option is, and Addison has the speed to run past the guys that are left. Um, so that's a great play design. Great. That's a good read by Kirk. And, you know, uh, hats off to Jefferson for, you know, being that decoy in that situation. But, but yeah, it, in the second half, they needed to get the ball to him more and they should have, uh, uh, you could say that they went three and out, but let's get it to him on first down. Let's get it to him. They did it on, they did it on the second down the, the second time, but yeah, yeah, there's no excuse, no excuse for not, not getting him involved uh, in, if there's six plays, he needs to be involved in, in more than one of them. When I when I look at my list of what's good, I mean, I got T.J. Hawkinson, I got Jordan Addison. Uh, I mean, this is going to become a uh, even more of a passing team than a rushing team if if they can't uh, if they can't do better than they did. I mean, T.J. Hawkinson had eight catches, did just what he wanted to do. Unfortunately, for only thirty five yards, but uh, you know, unfortunately, those two uh, 
those two uh, three and outs in the, late in the second half uh, were pass plays to him that didn't work out for him. But, you know, TJ is going to catch a lot of balls for the team this year. Yeah, I mean, uh, the guys I had on my list is uh, that, that impressed me. You know, um, Daniil Hunter, I, I, I like I like Daniil's game. Uh, he has the, the tip on the first play. The third play, there's a holding penalty on him that they declined because they threw it incomplete. Um, he has the sack, um, a lot of, you know, a lot of pressures. I, I, I like how he was used, um, you know, not having Davenport on the other side. I, you know, Davenport, they're paying $13 million a year. So I would assume he's better than, than Wonham. He's better than, than Jones. Uh, so he, you know, you want to see him on the field and see like, okay, uh, if he's as good as they project him to be, you know, if he's going to turn his career around, like they say he will, uh, that makes uh, Daniil even better, I think. Uh, you know, it's going forward. I like Cam Bynum. I like some of the. I liked him coming up. I like you know some of the sound tackling. Uh, you watch the preseason and all the horrible tackling. Scene included having one terrible head down whiff that went for a touchdown. See Bynum come up and make some great you know uh, sure tackles. Um, I like Powell as a, a punt returner. I just think there's a little bit of wiggle there we we haven't seen in an awful long time and you know see him breaking one um oliver you know there was one i think he had a nice block on a third and short but uh you know talking about them becoming a passing team you know more of a passing team uh it's it's unsustainable i think especially when you go on the road if you think you're going to convert third and longs you know at 70 percent or whatever it's not going to happen you've got to be able to run the ball and that's you know, we made fun of Zimmer for it. We, you know, laughed at him on his way out of town. Uh, didn't say anything whenever uh, O'Connell basically repeated some of Zimmer's thoughts on running the ball. And they go out and get a blocking tight end on day one or free And then to not be able to run the ball, um, you know, they they just need to be better up front, interior offensive line, and they got to run the ball or it's – it's just not it's not sustainable to be just, you know, throwing it 50 times and always having to convert third and eight. I think, uh, you know, you, well, you jumped ahead to the defense. So I'll, I'll go with you. Uh, uh, you know, they did have some early flashes. Neil got the tip pass in the, in the sack. And uh, but f- generally speaking, you know, that all went away. They, they hardly laid a glove on Baker Mayfield from almost the late in the first, second quarter on what, you know, we all think we all got excited about this new scheme and there was some pressure and there was confusion, but if you're going to give up a, a 11 per lay drive that lasts, you know, basically an entire quarter of, of a, of the game, uh, that's not good defense either. So what uh, are, are we, are we going to, is, is the scheme good and the personnel isn't there? I mean, you just talked about the defensive line a little bit, but what what do you see? Do we, how did our corners do? Are they going to be enough to sustain this 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 new scheme, or or is this going to be the uh, is this what we're going to see the the rest of the season? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Murphy played well. <clears throat> I think uh, you know, like we've mentioned, uh, Blackman. You know, it's just bad technique at the end of the game it, that he's off of Godwin. You know, he's two, there's two completions to Godwin where Blackman is basically uh, man coverage and he's just too, he's given too much, too much room. And so that needs to be better. Um, you know, yeah, he wasn't here last to learn that from right. Ed Donatel. What the hell was he doing? Just kidding. Yeah. So, but yeah, just, it's just poor, poor technique there. Um, I, I don't think you can overemphasize the, the, the that, the third and eight, that jump off sides that Pat Jones had and what that impact that that had on the, on the game it was, it was toward, it was uh, at the two minute warning. Okay. So it's at the two minute warning and the, and the, and the bucks go in and score a touchdown. Um, you know, that made the third, that was like the first time I think that they had had, they'd gone over six on third down. I think all of them were longer than, or third and four or longer takes a third and eight places going nuts. He jumps off sides to the third and two, they convert and then they, they tie it up. And then suddenly you're sitting there going, wow, it's like, you know, they're actually out playing them, but because of three turnovers, they're tied 10, 10. So that changes the game. I feel. And then the second, and they get the points, they get the halftime, they get the ball. 
and they now they have a new approach then they're going quicker it's a uh, you know they're, they're going with quicker releases quicker quicker throws um, and then and you get into a little bit of rhythm and that changes things and um, I, the defense did have a law there but I when that defense had that stop on third and eight where they sent Harrison and uh, Jordan Hicks and they get that stop at the at the right time and it's a tie game and the offense has the ball. That's where I, I think to me, it, you can, you can knock the defense all you want for that low, that, that stretch that they had, but the off, they got the stop at a, at a key moment. Offense had turned the ball over three times in the first half. The Vikings held the, held them. Uh, Tampa Bay only ran for like two, 2.2 yards rushing. So they couldn't run. Um, the game was set up for the offense, which is the team's strength. You know, they got the gritty. They got the quarterback they need. They got the number one draft pick that they need. And they, you know, they wet the bed. Yeah, and here, here's another thing. I I made the point earlier, but I'm going to harp on it again. Uh, the defense had to sit on the field for that long third-quarter uh, uh, drive. That 11 minute drive that's going to wear you out so when, when they needed him to make a stop in the fourth quarter to get the ball back and get one more chance to get the tying field goal i think they were gassed because they didn't play enough in the preseason and they and they weren't ready for it I mean, even the guy on the the tv said uh you know here's where conditioning comes in and from that point on you know the vikings were not couldn't catch up they 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 couldn't stop baker mayfield you know, that, that, that uh, RPO Baker Mayfield, that guy that can run all over free like Jalen Hurts. They couldn't stop him from making big third down. What's going to happen on Thursday? Oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, well, no, no, in the NFL, they'll win on Thursday. You know, as we're, as everyone is on the ledge, uh, be like, oh. Yeah. That's but, true. But I, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm just putting in my two cents for it. You know, I, I was all behind it last year when they didn't play in the preseason just because I didn't want them at all get hurt you didn't know if they had the the depth to to handle a lot of injuries and it helped and they started strong and they had a good year i'm not on it now and i know that's that's hypocritical but i don't care they they looked like they were a little bit off a little bit on not unprepared but they were they were not sharp they were not tight together and they were they were not in condition at the end of the game yeah, and I don't know that playing in a, you know even if they do play in the preseason i don't know how much they play to the point where they get used to uh you know, 60 or 70 snaps. I don't think. But that... new personnel on defense, you know, I mean, you, you've got a lot of kinks to work out there together. I oh, think. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's one and one on, on that for the Vikings. Yeah. Last year, they last year they came out week one. It was flawless. And week two, they went to Philadelphia and it was horrendous. So maybe that's a flip this time. I don't know. Maybe week two, they go to Philadelphia and you're like, well, we don't need preseason. But uh, I, have, I have a hard time picturing that right now. Mark, Mark, uh, but yeah, Mark in, five, in the five extra points that I had, uh, Daniil, the one that uh, it wasn't butchered, uh, Daniil uh, talked about, you know, cause I said, yeah, I, he goes, man, I was gassed out there at the end. And, um, he, and I said, you know, well, I saw that you were, you were taking some first and second downs off uh, second quarter, third quarter. He goes, yeah, I was over in the sideline cramping up. So wow. the guy that, you know, is probably is, is isn't good at condition as anybody in the league. Who but trained, he had a hold in trained in Arizona, so you know he was he was gadging what some of the rest of the guys were. He was also had the hold in, so he wasn't doing live bullets for a lot, you know, most of. Yeah, time. I mean, he was. Yeah, but there was a stretch. Yeah, I don't. That's true. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't a little bit. He was back in time for the the um, joint practices. I I did joke that and said, well, maybe next year they need three joint practices because of how much. <laughs> emphasis they put on those joint practices as if they're real games um i just i feel like they oversell that um but that's not going to change they're not going to start playing pe people in the preseason that you don't see teams really run anymore like you know it used to be like i can remember uh even look at the tice era which is obviously a long time ago now but doesn't feel that long ago where they, they ran a lot of gassers after practice and you don't do it anymore because these guys are like you know, they're, they're like um, NASCAR cars. I mean, they're all, you know, they come in ready-made, you know, uh, ready for, uh, but maybe they need a little more running, Joe. Get out there with your whistle and run them after practice. 
I remember seeing Bryant McKitty down in Mankato having to be on the sidelines for, for the first week of camp or whatever, because he came in so out of shape and they didn't want to put him out there, you know, uh, that much overweight in that heat and what have you and, and, and risk his health. So I think you may be right. Those days are over. That was a long time ago, right? Yeah, that was a long time. They did practice in these crazy, right in the middle of the day on some of these crazy hot days, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if, if they if they if the guy if they win by three points, we, the, the narrative is completely different. So, uh, do uh, uh, you know just a little bit more about we we touched on a little bit in the first half or first segment, but Alexander Madison, the new starting running back, and Ty Chandler, who who's who's filled in for him. What did did you see anything that gives you hope there? I mean, they did not run the ball well. I think it had more to do with the line that and oh. the defense they were going against than anything about Madison. But I thought Madison looked like he had some flash, a little dash, but you know, what did I say here? He has, uh, yeah, no flash, but some dash. He is who we thought he was, but what did you think about Alexander Madison? Well, I, th- I, I don't put any of the, the inability to run really on him. Um, I think, you know, what you saw, um, with Detroit, uh, the guy that, that they, they drafted in the first round, uh, the other guy that they drafted in the first round, oh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, but, you know, there is a difference. I mean, it's not not every running back is the same, and we know that with Dalvin Cook. I mean, Dalvin Cook had an extra gear and extra ability that, that Alexander Madison didn't have, okay? Uh, but – with Madison and Madison did run as, as hard as he could possibly run. And, but if you do that and you only get, you only average 2.2 yards and you can't get, there's no creases for him. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, that's the offensive line. I was impressed as impressed as you can be with a guy who had 34 yards rushing or whatever. Yeah. Um, he did a lot of good things. The, the touchdown catch. I mean, he had to regain his balance three times on that. I think, because he makes his cut and he stays on his feet, and then he got, I think he got hit. Yeah, so kind of stayed on his feet, and then he has the ability to reach over the goal line. So, yeah, Alex and Andrew Madison gave you, which is Zamo. He gave you every ounce that he has. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I I I was pleasantly surprised there with the little uh, sample size we saw. I, I hope uh, the line starts getting their bleep together, and we can open some holes for him. So. Anyway, we'll we'll take a quick break here. I think Marcus started to signal who's he he's going to take on Thursday in the in the prediction segment. He's kind of intimated a little bit that things could be flipping, but we we, we don't want to hear anything yet, Mark. You know, Come on, you Joe. Know. I want you, I want you to you got to take the Vikings, Joe. You're you're the you know you're a fan, Joe. You take the Vikings. <laughs> uh, Come on back for the contentious prediction segment on Vikings territory breakdown. All right, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, we we did the bad in the first segment, the good in the second segment, so now it's the ugly, and the ugly is coming. I mean, there was plenty of ugly in that game yesterday, but uh, uh, the ugly is coming as the Vikings are going to to have to do a quick turnaround and go to uh, Philadelphia on Thursday night, the first Thursday night football game of the season. Well, actually, no, the second one. And... uh, uh, yeah, I've got to play the Eagles who were in the Super Bowl last year. And last year, as you mentioned, they, they went to Philadelphia uh, in the second week of the season and had their hat handed to them. Uh, but now, you know, we got some injuries. We got Bradbury here on the offensive line. We have Christian Darisaw who hurt his ankle but came back in. But, you know, with three days, three, four days to turn that around, I don't expect him to be ready to go. So we might have to have somebody fill in for him. And what's with Marcus Davenport? You know, I, I, that's what someone, the criticism was of him coming in here that he has all this potential, but it's always been injuries that kept him off. He's like, he's like uh, uh, Booth, uh, who, who, who could be a good player if he could get on the field. Uh, what do you know about any of those situations? Well, he just he he was added to the injury report. I think on Thursday of last week, just rolled his ankle in practice. So you know he can't. If it happens, it happens. It's a terrible timing. Uh, but yeah, I would imagine on a short week he or maybe doesn't play. I, but I don't know. Having not played on Sunday, maybe he does play. Um, Darisaw coming back, you know, is 
makes you think maybe he'll he'll play, but also you know, when you wake up the next morning, I don't care if you are twenties, you, know, you wake up the next morning and you rolled your ankle, you're probably yeah. going to be hobbled uh, a lot. This is a guy that you know he's a he's an outstanding player when he plays, uh, but there's going to be stretches where he doesn't play. It just that's just I guess the nature of, of who he is, um, and that puts Ole Udo on the field in Philly prime time against the the best pass rush in football. So that's not to all this, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson, not smiling for the cameras on Saturday or Friday or Saturday. A bazillion dollar contract is a, is an ugly going forward. That's um, you know, could lead to uglier things down the road because until that thing's signed, you can't assume that he's, he's going to be, uh, be here forever. Well, he didn't. He didn't uh, pout on the field yesterday. No, he did not pout on the field. I just think that, well, you know, it's something that should have been done. I think it would have been done if, if because basically, I think all he wanted was to be the highest paid non-quarterback, which would have taken him thirty-one million to top Tyreek uh, Hill. But then here comes Bosa at thirty-four, and I think maybe uh, Jefferson's people wanted thirty-five, and then suddenly it's like, uh oh, we better not. Uh, who knows? So. With That's another With all due respect to Justin Jefferson, does that BS really matter? I want to be the, the highest non-paid quarterback. Have you been watching? I'm going to put that on my resume, and it's going to take me a while to type it in there. Joe, we've ne- first of all, we've never been in that spot. So I, I'm thinking if someone might give me 35 if I ask, I'm going to ask. Uh, and, and the other thing is, yes, it does matter to these guys. That's why – that's why you always see it happen. So that's why the, the latest quarterback gets more than the quarterback before him. And the latest non-quarterback, there's the best player in the league or top player gets the most. Yeah, it does make a, it, it's, it does make a difference to these guys. What a bunch of baloney playing in the, the most premier league in the world. The, the 32 teams uh, specialize. There's only so many people get to play. You're one of the greatest athletes ever. You're, you're one of the best at your, position you're the best at your position and you're making uh you're gonna make obscene money that you'll never ever spend and you still gotta have that little notch your your intro just led just made the argument for him to ask for that god what a bunch of baloney that well i i I don't see it from him yet i don't see him causing problems for this so i'm not gonna go there you know i i i don't feel that this is gonna uh he, he seems stand up. He is, you know, it, he, he went out there and gave his all until they stopped throwing him the ball, you know, and God, I hope he doesn't pout because he thinks if I don't get the ball more, I'm not going to get paid baloney. You're getting paid. Justin. He's, he's going to be fine. So get it done. Quasi. I'm with you. It should be done. And why there's this question I have here. Why can't they get it done this week or next week? What the well, hell is it? Well, yeah, I mean, at some point you you don't – I guess you don't want your player to every week be going through this and because uh, maybe at some point they do get pissed or whatever. But the difference between him and someone else is um, – and the comfort for the Vikings is to know that they picked up the fifth-year option. So it's like, hey, it's not a uh, not a franchise tag. It's So it's a, it's a fifth-year option. So they, they own they own his rights through uh, next year. Don't so, play um, with fire with this dude. But, don't do it. The thing, the thing is – if, I bet you they would have made a deal if they didn't have that ability to, yeah. because then all of a sudden it becomes just sort of like it is with Kirk. It's like the assumption is the team gets to decide if they want to bring Kirk back. What if they had a really good year and Kirk has a great year? Kirk says, I don't want to come back. I want to go somewhere else. Guys, you're you seeing better quarterbacks move around more than ever in the history of the league. So, And Kirk being one of the first uh, in his prime. So – yeah, that's that's, uh, that's why Kirk was so mad yesterday. He just hurt his his uh, free agent ability with that loss yeah. yesterday. So. No, maybe, by the end of the year, it'll be hey, Kirk Cousins threw for three hundred and forty four yards in the opener, and they lost. Okay, more ugly coming. I I'm not looking forward to this game. Uh, Philly Philly took it out. You know they 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 got a big lead on on the Patriots yesterday, and 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 the Patriots came back, but I don't think they were ever threatened to lose the game. 
Um, and maybe the, the Eagles, you know, maybe they didn't play all their guys in the preseason. They're a little rusty. They're going to be ready to go at home in that frothing maw of a stadium in Philadelphia. So they are headed into the snake pit and any other cliche and metaphor you want to give uh, the Vikings are. So uh, I got, I've got a few questions for you, Mark. I don't know if uh, we can answer them. Uh, neither one of us got the, the game yesterday from Philly. I just, you know, what I saw, they were just kind of, they had it in control and were never threatened and they were just the better team. And it was eventually the clock was going to run. Well, they, yeah, they were threatened at the end. I mean, I think the Patriots came, you know, came back and made it, you know, made it quite a game. Uh, what I gathered from it the most, it's it probably impacts the Vikings uh, in their situation is that new England could not run the ball. <laughs> new England couldn't I mean, their leading rusher, maybe had 29 yards, very similar to what we saw with the Viking Vikings. Uh, the quarterback, Mac Jones, had to throw it 54 times. Um, you know, the, if the Vikings fall into that situation where they cannot run the ball, they cannot take some pressure off of Kirk, you know, it's going to be uh, a similar situation. And, uh, you know, it's hard to picture, like, remember last last year we kind of knew going into week, even coming off a win where they were, like, at the height, uh, maybe in Philadelphia, I don't remember. But, uh, you know, they're coming off, they look fantastic against the Packers. And uh, that was still a, you know, it was a home, I believe it was a home opener for Philadelphia. It's like, how, how could it be possibly be worse, you know, going week two this year? Well, let's go back to Philadelphia and let's do it on four days rest when two offensive linemen might be out uh, and you're 0 and 1. That, that makes mm -hmm. it worse than last year. Uh, so to me, it, it all lines up. You know, Philadelphia has been outstanding. And uh, they lost uh, Hargrave, their, that pass rusher, the inside interior pass rusher that was a kind of set the tone for that pass rush, uh, 71 sacks last year. They, you know, the Philadelphia, now they have a, a first-round draft pick, a defensive tackle from the year before. They, they get more pass rushers in this draft. Uh, so they reloaded, and they got Hurts, and they got all those weapons on offense, and they got a really good offensive line. So uh, this is a I'm, – I'm picking Philadelphia. I would have picked them even if they would have, you know, beat the Buccaneers by 30 yesterday. Shocking. Here's my questions for you. You can take any or all of them as, as I'll run them down for you. Uh, you know, just the, the, the fear that I have here. Uh, how do they handle Jalen Hurts running ability? Cause they can't stop uh, Baker Mayfield for kind of a lot. How do the how do they stop the Eagles defensive front from killing Kirk? Do they pass on uh, first down and every down or do they start Jaron Hall until the defense is tired, uh, tired out chasing him and then bring in Kirk. And how are they going to go? Uh, going to avoid going 0 2 and have bad odds to make the playoffs? Finally, is it time to tank for Kirk's replacement? There you go, Mark. Have at there it. There you buddy. go. Ah, the tanking question. Oh, here we go. I, I haven't. I haven't checked out Twitter. Uh, whether uh, are we tanking for Caleb? Have we decided to tank for Caleb yet? Well, it's it's a possibility. I mean, you you can't lose them all without if you win the first one. So, well, and then also there, you know, the the you know the people are saying now that. Uh, you you know don't sign Jefferson because then you can trade him and get a quarterback. So let's let's do that. Let's let's tank the season, get rid of Jefferson, get a quarterback. That's what I said. I mean, they got a quarterback. He's a good enough quarterback if you protect him and give him a little. Well, time. I, well I, I take that back. If you tank the season, then you don't have to trade Jefferson because you'll have the number one pick. So right, right. Um, no, I, this... I, I, go, I always go back to 2017 whenever. You know, they won the first week and, and Sam Bradford was hurt and all of a sudden you're starting um, oh, Case Keenum in week two at Pittsburgh. Yeah. And he gets killed in Pittsburgh and they look horrible. And it was like, it's over. I said, you know, just keep, you know, keep plugging along, see what you got, see what you got. And they had one of those magical seasons with a Case Keenum, for God's sakes. And uh, it, was a, it was a fun season. They went to uh, Philadelphia and got their ass. Yeah, they go to Philadelphia and killed. Uh, but it was enjoyable Vikings fans and starting starting uh, to see a, a pattern it's never, here. NFL, it's never as bad as it seems, and it's never as good as it seems. Well, let me ask you this: the, the idea stay between the stay between the guardrails and try and win your ten games and move on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what what more of an X's and O's thing? Can can this? It'll be interesting to see what Brian Flores does with Jalen Hurts. Because 
Baker's basically, you know, he's not a running quarterback. So can he, can you still freewheel and, and blitz 42% of the time when you got this guy, you got to keep a spy out there. And, and is that spy Ivan pace because he's pretty quick back there at, uh, to to chase him down, I don't know what what do they do with this guy because he he will uh, if if he if he can't slow down Baker Mayfield in the second half, you're not gonna Jalen Hurts is gonna run all over him. Yeah, I, I think you have a spy on him. I think last year it was uh, Asamoah came in and was spying on him, and uh, Asamoah I think started out at Alabama, or uh, I think that's no, nah, I don't know if that's the right one, but uh, Asamoah I think it was a spy. Uh, for that you know game, you gotta have something like that. Um, that what what what's a killer is it that he not only can he run, but he's got all these weapons and, and ability to throw. Um, that he proved last year. We at this time last year we were still calling him a bridge quarterback, and then, well, if they can just get into the playoffs, and then maybe you know if he can just get them one year down the road. That's where you know these assumptions in the NFL is it's you just throw them out the window because guys things change so quickly from week to week. But yeah, I think you have to you have to keep your eyes on him. I don't think you can blitz him um, like that, as much as that. Uh, I think they will do a lot of, um, you know, like yesterday there were several times where you know, and I don't know how long you can do that without with without with changing your without people getting used to it, like showing seven and doing all that up at the you know, confusing stuff at the line of scrimmage and only sending three. Uh, I don't know, you know. They got to find a, like a, a something that a little bit different than what they did in week one, um, because you know, they're they're dealing with a guy that can get away and hurt you a lot more than what Baker Mayfield did. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be difficult. I, you know, there's other uh, guys. It, it, all of a sudden, Devonte Smith is he? He's the receiver in Philadelphia, right? Mm-hmm. He had a good game yesterday, and they've got another decent receiver there that. Uh, so that's that's going to be difficult for these young cornerbacks. Um, keeping that defensive front off of uh, Kirk's back is going to be the biggest thing. But you know, it really comes down to. I mean, we know where Mark is. He's going to pick Philadelphia, and uh, you know, had the Vikings won yesterday and and scored all those times in the first half. You know, scored even a third of what uh, their eight possessions. They scored ten points out of that. Uh, uh, out of those eight possessions, um, I I might have picked them. I might have picked them going in, and you know, and they come out healthy. Oh, Joe, pick the Vikings. Can't do it, Mark. I, they're, they're I, haven't paid, I haven't paid up on the beer from last year, so I, I'm not good for it anymore. So just go ahead. <laughs> I can't do it. I, I still uh, I have to respect the segment, as they say. I I can't see him winning this game. It it it, it was set up to as a loss. You know, as soon as it was put on the schedule. You know, this. I mean, I'll try and I'll try and bait you a little more. Okay. okay. Don't you remember last year? Whenever uh, they they got the final score was like twenty six to seven or something like that. But don't you remember how many times they were like in the red zone and they were going to score and they, they were on the verge of like getting back in the game and Kirk kept throwing the interception. I think he had threw what three picks in that game. Come on, yeah. Kirk's not going to do that again. Kirk had him on the verge of beating, uh, of getting back in that game last year. Uh, you know, if if the Vikings had uh, played their starters during the preseason, <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, what we could do is, you know, since we're both picking the same again this week, we were both zero and one last week. Both picked the Vikings. Uh, uh, maybe we could pick about the uh, margin of victory or the margin yeah. of loss for the Vikings in this one. And and uh, no, I, I you can't do that. That's okay. It. The game could just. Uh, <laughs> You, who knows what the game will be like? Um, no, who knows? It, line it the early line is yet, but uh, I never did feel good about Sunday's pick. In fact, I, I begged my neighbor, I was like, "Come, Jim, you cannot," because he has a survivor pool. I think he only had one pick, and he he took the or he had maybe two picks. Uh, he took the Vikings, and I said, "Oh, don't!" I said, "I just, we just don't know enough yet," and and just uh, how did you do? I I didn't I didn't touch that game, but. I had ten picks and I made not, nine of them went made it out in two different pools. So yeah. And uh, so, how did you do with your? Did you didn't pick Cleveland? Did you? No, I did not. No, I, well, that to me, that to me is the biggest, the biggest shot of week one for me is since as Joe Burrow, you know, granted the weather in Cleveland was horrible, but Joe he's Burrow, not 
Joe Burrow threw for 82 yards and was absolutely just beat to a beat the piece. Jim Schwartz came in as a new defensive coordinator in Cleveland and went after him. And I mean, they dominated they, they, 24 to three. Uh, Cincinnati have taken just completely my Super Bowl. Uh, maybe it started when I picked him to, to go to the Super Bowl. That was a good idea. Uh, he, uh, uh, so he's got the calf injury, you know, and this is his first time back. He hadn't played. He didn't uh, play in the preseason, Mark. Well, I haven't seen the, I haven't seen the, uh, the game yet, but I'm gonna, definitely going to go watch it. And, uh, and just, I mean. Uh, it's like your fantasy team about Cleveland. Nobody cares here, okay? I, 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 my, I just. Surprise! Well, for one because it's Cleveland, I wasn't expecting. But two, it's you know that's the team that's you know if, uh, probably going to take down Kansas City, uh, which they did two years ago. Uh, but wow, to see one of the, the AFC, the best conference, they're one of their better, the top two two teams that taken just down to nothing uh, was was probably the, the biggest surprise for me from week one. Yeah, just a note to you in the future, if you want a response from me when you're trolling me after a Vikings loss, don't don't add Cleveland's victory on top of it. You know, you're not going to get any response. No response. Just, just enough. All right, well, if you do get a response, you might not like it. Anyway, I'm kidding. Well, uh, that'll do it for this week. It's plenty. i got to stop talking about this game and start changing my attitude here real quick. Um, we'll be back next week to do it again. Mark, thanks. Uh, Mike Waldem, thanks for uh, putting it together behind the scenes. Folks, thanks for everybody for tuning in. Uh, it's an early edition this week. We'll be back. I'm not sure when we'll be able to do it next week, but uh, we'll get to you as soon as we can to rehash the, the Vikings-Philly game. It won't, it won't be at the end of this week. It'll probably be early next week. So tune in for that, and uh, we'll do it all over again. Hopefully we're talking about a Vikings victory. Uh, then you'd see a, a much different person on here in, in next week. So until then, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Joe Johnson. To y'all, Skull. Skull.